Welcome to the Loveland Libcast, the official podcast of the Loveland Public Library. Joining me today for this episode of the Loveland Libcast, we are very excited to be hosting Olga and Dan from the Salvation Army. Thank you both for being on the podcast. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Thank you. You're very welcome. So this is going to be a very timely episode because we're going to talk about Salvation Army bell ringers and folks can apply as they're listening to this. It will be ready to go. People could apply to do that. But we're also just going to learn more about the Salvation Army and people's local Loveland Salvation Army, which you two are a part of. So this is very exciting to learn more about what you all do and the opportunities people have to give back to their community through the Salvation Army. Thank you. We are honored to share. Oh, yeah. Thanks for being (laughs) here. Uh, I wanted to start by asking you both a bit of your backgrounds. Uh, Anything you'd like to share about being in the Loveland community, when you got here, how long you've been here, things like that. And Olga, I'll start with you. Thank you. My name is Olga Duval, and I have been living in the beautiful Colorado for 21 years now. All right. I was born and raised in Russia, in the city that is called Volgograd which means the city on the Volga River. But many of you who are history enthusiasts might have heard of the name Stalingrad. That is the name that my city used to carry before. Oh, okay. Very famous by its battle during the World War II. So as I was growing up in Volgograd, Russia, I was dreaming of becoming a flight attendant. Okay. And my mom told me, well, you have to learn English for that. And of course, my goal was to learn English to the best of my ability so I can get the position of a flight attendant on the international airlines. And I fell in love with English so much that instead of becoming the flight attendant, I became a translator and interpreter. Oh, wow. And right after college, I was very fortunate to receive a position of a translator and interpreter with the local Salvation Army in Volgograd, Russia. And as I was translating and interpreting during the Sunday services, because Salvation Army is a Christian organization, I was learning a lot about the Salvation Army's work, about God, about Christianity, And most important, I have discovered the social work. That's what the Salvation Army was doing in my country, helping people. And I really, really wanted to do that as part of the Salvation Army. And yes, that happened. So for five years, I was working with the Salvation Army in Russia. And then I received an invitation from the Salvation Army here in Estes Park, Colorado, to come and work during the summer. And that's how I came to be here in Colorado in the first place. From the very first moment when I stepped off the airplane, I saw the Rocky Mountains and I fell in love with (laughs) Rocky Mountains and with Colorado. And eventually I met my husband. We were working together with the Salvation Army and we got married and 
I stayed here for good, and now I call Colorado my home. All right. <laughs> Thank you for sharing that. And Dan, what's well, a bit my, of your background? My venture here is not as exciting as Olga's, but I've been in Loveland 44 years, uh, so somewhat of a native of Loveland, but I am a native of Colorado, so I've lived all of my, my life in Colorado. Came to Loveland as via a job at CSU, so I was... Uh, had a position at CSU. We moved to Loveland. Kids grew up here, and I have two uh, sons that still live in Loveland, one son that lives in, in Denver. But my background is, in ed- is education. I started out as a high school business teacher and became a school administrator and eventually was a professor at CSU and retired a few years ago. My involvement with Olga has been uh, the last six years. And, yes. Uh, getting this particular Salvation Army office off the ground. And so it's uh, just feel like giving back to the community. It's time for, you know, for us to try to help one another. So that's my involvement and my background in in Salvation Army. Yeah, thank you for that. And Olga, I'll ask you, what is your role at the Salvation Army? And how, how long have you been at the Loveland one? Has it been about six years or... Yes, it has been six years that the Salvation Army Center has been working in Loveland as as a center. And I have been working ever since, but I also have worked with the Salvation Army before that in Fort Collins, before that in Estes Park, and before that in Russia. So my current position is the director of the Salvation Army Loveland Center. What does that kind of entail, or just just sort of general idea of being the director of the Loveland Center? Well, so being the director of the Loveland Center of the Salvation Army takes really on a lot of roles. First of all, of course, this is administrative. Make sure that the center operates on a daily basis, policies, procedures, a lot of paperwork, (laughs) a lot of reports, Uh but also a lot of meeting with people, meeting people who come to the Salvation Army, whether to receive help or people who come to the Salvation Army to offer help. Those can be volunteers, those can be donors that bring clothing or food or hygiene supplies to the Salvation Army so we can give it out or donors who support us financially. So this is my favorite part of my position, is meeting people. Yeah, that's yeah. that's very similar to my work here at the library, meeting a lot yeah. of people and making those community connections, like you all. Yeah. <laughs> it's very enjoyable. And Dan, what's your role? Well, I've been Army? with, it's kind of interesting, because I've been with Salvation Army about 11 years. Oh, wow. I started with a group that was just volunteers, so we formed a kind of an advisory group, and this group would organize the Red Kettle campaign, so we'd get the bell ringers and the drivers and all those things. And the donations that came in when I first started, those donations would then be given out to other organizations in Loveland. So people like Neighbor to Neighbor, House of Neighborly Services, the police chaplains, they would be given money to provide service. And so we didn't have an office at that time. So we just met monthly, we're organized and did that. About six years ago, it was determined that we really needed to have a a larger presence in Loveland. So Olga was hired to open an office 
And I started working with her to, to open that office and have been working with her since then. And my position right now is the chair of the advisory committee. So our group is a group of volunteers that meets monthly and we provide our services to Olga, whatever she might need, whether it be resources financially or other, other kinds of resources. And then we just help organize a Red Kettle campaign. That'll be coming up in, gosh, in about two and a half weeks <laughs> is, is when we'll be taking that. Yeah. So uh, that's my role. And I've, uh, I've been on the board, as I said, 11 years. We've got a new board that's six years old. That's just a very good group of uh, Loveland volunteers to, to help out. Yeah. I know, Olga, you had mentioned the social work side of things or working with people is, is what appealed to you. And Dan, what appealed to you about starting this and, and working well, with Well, you know, when I first started, it was just to help out counting donations. They needed people to help count the donations that come in and then taking those d donations over to the bank. And that's, I felt, you know, it was a couple of hours of my time. And I thought it was just a very good uh, service to give back to the community. It didn't take a lot of time. And so I just kept going with that. And then I served on the board and served as a chair. And that does take a little bit more time. But in the scheme of things, it's maybe two to three hours a day for six or seven weeks. During the regular year, we meet monthly for about an hour and a half. And I'll probably meet with Olga or, or visit with Olga about agendas and things like that. So my involvement is probably a couple hours a week at the most. So I, I guess I would just say to anyone who would like to volunteer with us, it's not a big, big commitment. It's during a time period when it's pretty busy during November, December. Otherwise, it's, it's a manageable kind of time. So I feel like it's an opportunity for me to give back to the community that really has been good, good to me and my yeah, family. Yeah. And that's, that's very important when you, when you are giving back to the community and doing these things that it it's reasonable and it's something that you can continue doing. Right. That's a that's a huge element yeah. of it. And Olga, when when you got to Estes Park and decided to stay in Colorado, were there were there things about working for Salvation Army and giving back to these communities that really appealed to you? Yes, because through my work, I always can see the results. I can see changes. I can see people who used to be in the dire circumstances in need. And then years later, sometimes I see those people again and I see them proud and I see them self-sufficient and I see them happy and we talk and I'm so humbled, I can say, that I was a little part that contributed to the success of people in our community. Yeah, that is, again, that's something I can really relate to in, in my line of work. And that is very powerful to be a part of that. Something being transformative for someone yeah. else. I wanted to pull back too, and, and just kind of, before we get to the bell ringers um, <laughs> and opportunities folks have these holiday seasons, especially just learn a little bit more about the Salvation Army in general. Olga, could you tell folks a little bit more about the mission of the Salvation Army in any historical perspective, either just in general or, or the Loveland Center specifically? I'd be very happy to share that. The Salvation Army is a Christian organization and our mission is to meet human needs without discrimination. It is a simple mission, but it is very powerful and it's all encompassing. It means that the Salvation Army 
helps everybody, no matter who that person is, what kind of circumstances that person is in. We meet human needs without discrimination. So it means that everybody is welcome. Anybody is welcome to come to the Salvation Army, tell us what they're facing, what kind of need they have, and we are always happy to provide that need immediately. Specifically, the Salvation Army in Loveland have been in operation for six years, but as an overall organization, the Salvation Army is much older. Originally, Salvation Army was founded in 1865 in London, England, by the Methodist preacher William Booth. William Booth believed that anybody can come to God and ask God for whatever needs that person is experiencing. And it doesn't matter if that person has money, if that person has nice things to wear to church, anybody should have access to God and to the basic human needs. And that idea was very revolutional at that time, back in 1865. And the idea really caught on fire. And the Salvation Army started spreading all over the world in the short period of time. So, for example, in, in the United States, the Salvation Army came in already in 1880. And Nowadays, the Salvation Army operates in 135 countries of the world, including Russia, of course, <laughs> where I'm from, and the United States, where the Salvation Army serves in every community. We are proud to say that Salvation Army offers its services in every zip code in the United States, including Loveland. So it just takes a person to come in through our doors, meet our very friendly staff and volunteers, tell us what is happening, what needs they are facing, and we are always very happy to provide immediate assistance to the person with things that they are looking for, or if we cannot offer them the stuff right there and now on the spot, we always connect that person with other local resources in services in the community so that person can get their needs yeah. uh, needs met. And speaking of those needs and, and resources, are, are there things in particular that you all focus on or that, that come up most frequently or just sort of the suite of things that you typically offer day to day that you provide for folks? Not a lot of people probably aware how many services the Salvation Army offers. So I am going to start <laughs> naming all those services. All right. That includes rent assistance and deposit assistance for people who are ready to move into their new home and need a little bit of help to make that happen. So Salvation Army can pay their deposit or their rent to prevent them from becoming homeless. We also offer sheltering. The Salvation Army has a very unique program here in Loveland offering respite shelter for people experiencing homelessness at hotels. By respite shelter, I mean that when a person experiencing homelessness gets into the hospital, whether it is a planned surgery or emergency trauma or surgery, 
after getting out of the hospital, the person normally has to go home to recover. But if the person doesn't have a home, where do they go? So the Salvation Army in Loveland is closing this gap by offering safe place for people to go after the hospital to recover and heal. And we call it the Respite Hotel Program. When the Salvation Army pays for several weeks of hotel lodging for people who need to heal after their illness or surgery. So that's one of the biggest programs that we offer here in Loveland, but not the only one again. In addition, we offer food supplies, food baskets, snacks, emergency food packs for people who need something to eat, whether immediately or take home and prepare. We offer Thanksgiving food baskets, turkeys, we offer clothing, personal hygiene supplies, baby diapers, bus passes, transportation assistance in the form of gasoline gift cards to help people fuel their vehicles to get to work or to get to the doctor's office if they need to do so. Additionally, we offer Christmas gifts for children during the holiday times and also summer camps for children and youth ages 7 through 17 years old. This is a great program that I also want to make sure that people know about because we want to make sure that the families who might not afford to send their children to the summer camp, they still can go to camp with the Salvation Army. We have a beautiful summer camp in Estes Park and the children can go and spend the whole week at camp during summer, making friends, doing all the summer camp activities, and the Salvation Army pays the full price for that. So these are probably not all of the services that we have, <laughs> yeah. just a portion. Yeah, no, that does give a very clear picture, I think, of just that it really is trying to meet the needs of folks. And, and there's a lot of different needs and a lot of different resources that can be well, I'd like to to kind of chime in on that as well. I, you know, being a part of the board and not necessarily providing service, direct service, uh, you know, I'm in the office quite often and just just able to see how people are handled or, or helped. There is never, a, I think, a situation where someone is put on the spot on why they are where they are. And so they'll give, be given food, they'll be given clothing. I guess what I like is that the clothing is free. There's no cost to that. And in some cases, shoes. People need to have shoes. The one, I guess, service that I think really got to me when I first started working with Salvation Army was the police chaplains. And the police chaplains work with the local police. And what they will do is many times they'll be called to a, a situation where the police really aren't there to be policing. Someone just needs help. And they might need food. They might need gas. They might need lodging. And what Olga and, and the office will do is provide vouchers to those chaplains so that they can give them to the needy. And someone needs gas to get home, they'll be given a voucher for gas or a place to, to go get something to eat. So there are other people who are really helping to promote the services of the Salvation Army. And I just wanted to mention the police chaplains because they do quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for mentioning that. And this is Glad to have this conversation, too, to shed some light on those different things that people may not right. know <laughs> are happening or that the Salvation Army is is a part yeah. of. 
I also wanted to ask, we'll start with you, Dan, are there any facets of your position with Salvation Army that you're particularly proud of or you, you love being involved with the most? Well, I think it's just seeing volunteers come forward every year. It's, it's kind of some people you get to know because they volunteer year in and year out, whether they're people who help count the money at the bank or bell ringers. And sometimes you'll run into them at the store and you'll see them from year to year, the same people and their families <laughs> yeah. many times helping to ring. So I just, I just like the whole idea that we're a volunteer organization, even to the point of having volunteer ringers. Those ringers don't get paid for what they do. They put in their time. In many cases, before we had the pandemic, many of our ringers were giving out candy to the kids. You know, as they were ringing, they'd be giving them uh, candy canes and yeah, things like that. Yeah. So they really get into their form of giving back yeah. to the community. And that, I guess I enjoy seeing that. Uh, because it just allows other people to to give of their time, and not necessarily their money, but give of their time to help promote the Salvation Army. And and Olga, is there anything that stands out to you as part of what you get to do with Salvation Army? Well, I mentioned briefly, but I want to say it again, maybe to reinforce. I really love when I see people that I knew from years ago, and I I got in touch with them through the Salvation Army. And after a while, I, I get to meet that person again, and they tell me, Olga, remember me? You, you helped me with rent, or you helped and gave my children gifts for Christmas, or we got the food from the Salvation Army. And I love revisiting with, with people, and I love seeing them again, and I love seeing that they are doing well. And that is the ultimate reward of my work, through the Salvation Army to see people thrive and, and to see them do better and, and then to see them give back because always, people always say thank you, we remember you, and in here, what can we do to help? Can we volunteer? I love that. Yeah, seeing seeing how that carries forward and how it how meaningful it can be to people to to get that help. Yeah, that's that's very it's very impactful. Yes. <laughs> and if people wanted to learn more about these services or resources, or they they wanted to to come by, or they they know someone who might want to utilize services or resources that you all offer, where should they go for information? And and where are you all located? The Salvation Army of Loveland is open five days a week, Monday through Friday, from 9 a.m. until 4 p.m. We are located at 840 North Lincoln Avenue, right downtown Loveland, across from Safeway Store. And everybody is welcome to come in during our business hours. Come and visit. We will give you a tour. Come and ask for help. We will be happy to provide whatever we can to help you. You can call us if you have any questions. Our phone number is 970-699-8380. Or you can get more information online. Our website is loveland.salvationarmy.org. All right. Thank you for that. Now I want to talk about the bell ringers because I'm very curious about this. <laughs> and also, as I mentioned at the top, folks who are listening to this right now 
applications are open if they decide they would like to participate in this or be a bell ringer this year. I'll start with you, Olga. Could you tell folks a little bit more about this opportunity, how it helps you all, and what people might expect if they decide they want to pursue this? I have mentioned how many services and programs the Salvation Army has to help people in the community. And the question might be, where does the money come from? Where do we get the funding to provide rent assistance or to pay for hotel lodging for people experiencing homelessness or money to pay for gasoline? Where does it all come from? It comes from the red kettle. The red kettles that you see at the stores during the months of November and December and the person stands next to the red kettle and rings bell and wishes people Merry Christmas and Happy Holiday, that's the volunteer bell ringer who helps the Salvation Army to collect that funding that we use all year long to provide the services for people in our community. Every penny and every dollar that we collect in those red kettles stays locally in Loveland. If we collect it in Loveland at the stores in Loveland and Berthoud, it stays here. Those uh, money that collected at stores in other communities stay in those local communities. And to collect this money, we need people to stand next <laughs> to the red kettle, to, to ring the bell. And it's, it's very iconic. It's very traditional in this country. This, this became a tradition and a lot of people love it. And, and it's a, it's a spirit of the holidays almost for people to see the bell ringer at the store and people start thinking, oh, the holidays must be coming. <laughs> yep, I see yep, the bell ringer. Yep. So that's why we invite the community members to join the ranks of the volunteer bell ringers to contribute to this holiday tradition and to participate in the holiday spirit by ringing the bell. And when when does it start really? When, do, when will we start seeing bell ringers? Well, we will start on November the 18th. We, will, we do go through December 24th. So Christmas Eve at about one o'clock in the afternoon, we'll stop ringing at that point. But every day between those that time, we will ring. We normally don't ring on Sundays as a general rule. In some cases, we will do that in, in some areas because they like us to do that. But normally it's a Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. until 7 p.m. are the ringing hours. And I think Olga may have mentioned, but you can sign up for a couple hours. You can sign up for four hours if you have the stamina to do that. Uh, we also have certain organizations in town who are pretty traditional in, in ringing. So Olga, you probably know them better than I do because you do the scheduling, but you might want to give an example of, of who are organizations that ring. Yes, churches, business groups, the service clubs, any kind of organization can participate together as a team. The organizations can take maybe a day or they can choose specific hours, specific stores. The possibilities are really endless and it's very flexible. So you can just contact me at the Salvation Army. You can email me or call me or go online and I will, I will work with, with you to help you choose the days that work for you, the hours, the store locations. 
And again, like Dan said, you can choose any amount of time that you want to ring from an hour to the whole day. But it's also a very good opportunity for individuals. One person can do that, or a family can do it together, or a group of friends can do that together. This is an opportunity that is very good for youth, for children. It is fun for them to do. It is also appropriate for all kinds of physical and mental abilities. So people with disabilities find this opportunity very engaging and they can come and participate and give back also no matter what their limitations might be. It's also very good for older adults because it also brings them out of home so that they don't have to be alone and they can come and they can interact with people and make people smile by wishing them Merry Christmas and just basically have a good time. Yeah, and the bell will be provided. Bell is provided. (laughs) (laughs) So folks sign up and let's say they wanted to do two hours on some day. Is it the type of thing where they... Do they go to the Salvation Army first and or do they do they just meet at the the time that they sign up for? So it is a really easy volunteer opportunity. The Salvation Army does provide the bell for ringing. We also have very nice looking red aprons that says I am the Salvation Army volunteer that uh, people can wear while they're ringing bells. We also offer a very simple training. We have the guidelines and instructions for every volunteer who registers. Those instructions will be emailed to them or I can relay them on the phone when I schedule volunteers over the phone. So really a person can just contact the Salvation Army office or go online and select their own shifts online. It is very, very easy and very hands-on. So. Once the person signs up, they receive all the information and instructions and they are ready to jump right into action. I would imagine because it's, as you said, it's something that's pretty iconic at this point for the holidays that it's a well-oiled machine once you want to get involved. Well, you know, it's interesting. We've, I think we have 10 ringing sites and those sites we've been with, they've been with us for a number of years. So we're really well organized with them. So they know how to maintain the areas and keep the kettles and those types of things. So Olga will give them the instructions, as she said, but people on the store side usually know what's going on. So they'll help people (laughs) as they come, and they'll know how to give them the the kettles and the stands and those types of things. All right. So uh, we we try to give them, make it as easy as possible to to participate. Yeah, yeah. No, that that is great to know. Thank you both for that information about the bell ringers. And I wanted to start with you, Dan, if there there are any other opportunities for involvement, either in the future or anything coming up? Well, you know, I always say that there's the things that go on behind the scenes. You know, you can see the, the bell ringers and everybody can identify with that. But we need to have people to help get the kettles out there and pick up the, we pick up the kettles every evening. So they have to be picked up. The money then has to be transferred over to the bank, and then the kettle's got to go back out. Once the money is in the bank, then someone's got to count that money. So then we have to have people count the money. So if anyone is interested in helping, and maybe they're not interested in ringing the bell, but if they'd like to show up and help count the donations, 
takes about an hour, hour and a half to do that, uh, Monday through Friday morning. Or if you wanted to help, maybe collect the kettles at night. We have teams of people go out to do that. We can always use someone to be a substitute, or if someone's ill, we need someone to help out with that. So if anybody could donate a couple of hours in the evening, we'd be happy to have them help us do that. So there's all those little things behind that, that even I, as a member of the board there for a couple of years, wasn't aware of all the things that, that it takes to make this thing work. Yeah. But we'd be happy to talk to anyone uh, who would be able to help us do that. Last but not least, uh, if anybody would like to help serve on the board, we always have room for people to serve on our advisory board, help us organize this stuff, and help us provide uh, service to Olga as she needs it throughout the year. So the, I think the information that you provide as far as contact information, they can use that same number to call on any of those types of, of uh, activities, whether it's bell ringing or helping with the kettles, helping count money or serve on the board, just contact Olga and we'll get back in touch. All right, wonderful. Is there anything you'd like to promote as well? I'd like to add about the advisory board volunteers. We have an outstanding group and every volunteer on the advisory board has their unique set of expertise, unique set of knowledge, of background, and that makes a very good team together because every advisory board member brings something special into the, into the whole team. And I would like to encourage everybody that your experience is very much appreciated and treasured please consider sharing it with others, with us. This is one of the biggest things that I appreciate from Dan and from every board member on our advisory board is when they share their expertise, they share their life experience, they give me the best advice that I can use in our everyday work at the Salvation Army office. And that makes us so successful because we have a lot of people who contribute their experience and their knowledge. So please come and share with us. All right. Thank you for that. And thank you for all of that information. I know I learned a lot more about the Salvation Army and the bell ringer opportunity. And as I said, yeah, we'll have all of that information in the show notes. So if you're listening to this and you'd like to take advantage of any of those opportunities, be a bell ringer, count money, drive, all those different ways, be on the advisory board. Just go to those show notes and you'll see more information how to connect with Olga and the local Salvation Army. Before we wrap things up, we always like to end our episodes by asking people about books that they recommend that they like. So if you have one or two that you'd like to recommend folks and Olga, I'll start with you. Do you have a recommendation? Absolutely. I love reading. My favorite thing to do in summer is lay in my hammock in the yard and read books all summer long. So one of my favorite books that I would like to recommend is called Breakfast at Sally's, One Homeless Man's Inspirational Journey. It's the book by Richard Lemieux. Richard Lemieux is describing his own experience when he was homeless and down to the pits of despair and how 
a lot of good people were helping him to get back on his feet, including the Salvation Army. So really, this book has his, his experience and what it means to be in need and what it means to be homeless and also what it means to strive to get, back, to get your life back together and the good people that you meet in your journey. So I really recommend it's It's a very kind and inspirational book. All right. Thank you. And and Dan, do you have a recommendation? Well, I do. I have an author that I like. It's uh, C.J. Box, from, and he's from Wyoming. And just stories that he tells. And you can just kind of, in your mind's eye, you can just picture what's going on, the way that he describes things. But just the fact that he's a kind of a Western writer, I uh, like to read him. Uh, so I would recommend any book that he he has out there. I, I like that author. All right. Thank you for that. And Again, thank you both for being on the podcast and for sharing this information about the Salvation Army and the upcoming Bell Ringer opportunity. Actually, the Bell Ringer opportunity right, right now, now as you're listening right. to it. Yes. Thank you both for being on the podcast. Well, thank you for having us. It's Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you. And thank you all listeners for listening to another episode of the Loveland Libcast. Hope you enjoyed it. And I will talk to you later. Bye. Bye-bye. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Loveland Libcast. If you'd like to contact us about the podcast, please reach out to Daniel at daniel.tate at cityofloveland.org. That's D-A-N-I-E-L dot T-A-T-E at cityofloveland.org. See you next time.